A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Please get in touch with your thank you letters or survivor stories. You can reach us at contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore lang underscore UK. Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn, but are so grateful that we did. So I did a painting not that long ago, um, where I basically depicted what I thought sex was like in the before time and how I see it now after a period of self-discovery and (laughs) general exploration. We are so skilled at convincing ourselves that we are a-okay with how things are going and that we are satisfied with the current state of life. We are incredibly proficient at jamming ourselves the proverbial square pegs into various round holes and then sitting there going, yeah, this will do until we don't. And please excuse the pun on all of that. But my guest Elliot Salt and I are discussing all this and more today. Okay, so it is 2014. What a year. (laughs) I always, I think we've had 2014 a couple of times and I don't know why, why it's big, but I always relate it to the fact that that's the year I graduated drama school and was like, well, I'm going to be famous in 10 minutes. (laughs) A fantastic year for you. Get ready, world. (laughs) Cut to 10 years later, here I am. (laughs) The microphone. But it's 2014. What month are we in? What time of the year is this? Oh, it's a crisp autumn. Oh, it's love a crisp yes autumn. yes is there any other kind <laughs> actually it was bristol so it was probably a soggy like slipping in the street on leaves Jeff. autumn <laughs> it was a, it was a swamp autumn chris is there any other yeah. kind? <laughs> okay so on this sort of like swampy autumn day mm-hmm. in 2014 we are in bristol and you are in your penultimate year of studying english is that true i'm in my final year in your final year yeah. okay and in this in this moment on the soggy autumn why do you think you've got no friends? Okay. Here we go. Here we go. So. <laughs> Sorry, I'm already laughing, but I know it's not funny. Okay. <laughs> no, it is. It is funny. I, um, I met somebody. Mm-hmm. So it, at, the, at the start of 2014, I'm a straight girly. Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, fooling, it, weirdly, everyone. Were you fooling yourself? Um, to a degree, yeah. Mm. Actually, I'm amazed by how well I fooled myself. Yeah. Because 
is so evident in so many ways. But I was like, no, mm. it cannot be. It cannot be. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it's 2014. I, I haven't asked anybody who was involved with this if I can tell this story, so I'm going to be really vague. Well, here we go. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> so, yeah, it's fine. Um, yes, so I'm being a straight girly. Mm-hmm. I'm as I have since I was approximately 12 years old, Mm. just having dreams where I'm in a perfectly lovely relationship with a woman (gasps) and then waking up as though I'd had a dream where somebody like took my eyes out with a spoon. Oh my God. It was horrifying. I'd be like, okay. So dream logic is like, I don't really like that in real life because that would be, okay. So obviously I've just got this thought in my head that's running around and that's, it's probably just like an obsessive thought. Yeah, yeah. It's just an obsessive compulsive thing. I I probably have a mental disorder. Um, Luckily, I think I've got a bit of both. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was really, uh, uh, what's quite fun about about that particular obsessive thought is that it was Mm. nestled amongst other crazy ones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was a, it was a, there's some kind of uh, wolf in sheep's clothing joke to be had there, but yeah. I, uh, my brain isn't there. We'll today. come up with it later. Yeah, we'll come up with we'll, it later. We'll, we'll, you can pop we'll it, it in. Yeah. <laughs> some kind of rainbow sheep situation. Anyway, so I'm going about my business, uh-huh. closeted, nailing it. Actually, perfectly happy, mm-hmm. um, but starting to feel a creeping sensation of panic of like, soon I will know. Yeah. Soon people will know. Like, um, I'd done a play at the Fringe the year before, mm-hmm. where which I'd written with a friend, and we played a gay couple in it. And it was both, I think, having to do it every day, mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, this, uh, I'm having to think about this quite a lot. And, and it feels like my brain weather is very affected by this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying this whole experience. Yeah, this is lovely and it felt so easy to write. And yet if I get too drunk at the fringe, suddenly everything is terrible in a way that I cannot quite or articulate um, and will, of course, refuse to angrily. Yeah, of course, there's there's a separation between church and state. This is (laughs) nothing. Excuse you. Yeah. So, um, and and it's starting to creep in and I'm a bit like, oh Mm. God, well, now I can obviously never tell anybody if it is true, which it isn't. But if it is, I can't Mm. tell anyone because Mm. now it's going to look like I wrote that play so that I can kiss my friend. (laughs) And that's so creepy. So now I can, I'm just going to have to be in the closet forever. (laughs) I just want to say that I have done exactly that with that exact purpose. (laughs) So don't worry. When I was like, I'm writing this really sexy play (laughs) and it is for the sole purpose that I want to shag you. So... (laughs) Maybe if we do this for long enough, you'll fall in love with me and that will happen. So oh, don't, there's no shame. No! Oh, that's such a shame. I know. Tragic. I'm so sorry about that. You, right. that you deserved for that to work. Because writing writing a play is a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to like really, I'm sorry, I'm rubbing it in. Anyway, <laughs> as it happened, I didn't, fa- I, I didn't fancy this friend. And yeah. so I was extra defensive in my head. Right, right, right. That this could right. not be the case. I'm taking a long time to get to no, that story. No, 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 it's good. Um, so then at, the beginning so I'm doing a great job I'm pushing every thought down and mm. then I met somebody they um walked in to an audition room mm. and I was instantly like oh my god oh my god and I was like oh she's just really good at acting so that's why um, I've really been needing somebody to fill this part and what a relief that Thank this god she solved my problem this angel amongst us has mm. come in and solved my problem mm. um telling my silly student jokes um and then we went to uh, we, we we all were in another show and we all went to a the, like an after party and it was the beginning of third year. So they do this big showcase at Bristol every year of a bunch of 
they, they do like a showcase piece per era mm. and they kind of go through. So it was a big party and I knew everybody there apart from the first years. Mm. But the only person I wanted to talk to was this one woman. And I remember <laughs> talking um, and I was like, hey, it's a bit, surely it's a bit weird that I'm only talking to you. Yeah. And, and borderline rude, I would say to everybody else. Um, <laughs> they all want part of my attention and I'm like, I'm... <laughs> Yeah. Not giving it. <laughs> luckily, luckily, my self-esteem was not high enough to, <laughs> to be, to be w- worried about that. Um, You'll get your time. Yeah, please, guys, form a queue. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, also, the funny thing about it is that um, she was in a play where she got to wear, like, a tuxedo and looked incredible. And That's I great. was in a play where I had to wear child plastic armour and put actual dirt from the street on my face. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. So I was like in here you should be so lucky yeah, yeah, yeah. um but we were talking and i was like i think if you tried to kiss me i would be like totally fine with that in my head is that that's okay yeah, yeah. this is all in a monologue i would never have said anything like that <laughs> um and, and still wouldn't um but um i remember being like so that would be fine but like oh, what does that mean nothing i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 and then we were walking back and somebody made some kind of joke this story would be a lot better if i could remember what the joke was i think it was that somebody was joking about getting with someone uh-huh. and this person that I fancied was like, oh, I wish I did. And I got this surge of like, uh, I don't know if it was jealousy or something, but it was stood outside a fish and chip shop mm. on White Ladies Road in Bristol. And I was like, my inner monologue honestly did this. Oh, you're fucking gay, you idiot. Oh my God. Obviously you're gay. And I was like, it was so loud. It was like proper top level voice. And I was like, oh no. Oh, this is going to be so inconvenient. You're going to have to tell people. Oh no. Oh, my. I, I like, <laughs> I'm obsessed with the way that this happened <laughs> because this wasn't like a road to Damascus moment of like a no. light beam down on you or like, oh, oh my. Oh. And it was just like a rainbow. <laughs> I know, it was like no joy, no tears, yeah. just. Yeah. sigh of resignation oh fuck <laughs> oh god oh, the admin fuck. of this is gonna be so <laughs> that embarrassing admin is like the two worst things that could happen to me i'm like being socially um, socially kind of in, in position and and being like having to do organizing yeah, yeah are, like yeah. two of the things that i'm horrendous all the shit that's gonna come with this like oh for fuck, fuck. i'm gonna have to talk about my feelings yeah. and sex and, and sex. organize myself and remember who i've told who I haven't yeah 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 probably gonna have to book a train to Manchester to let my parents know all of this would be like shrinking all of that and then all of the shit that you have to go with like oh and all the anxieties oh I wrote that play and they're gonna think I did that exactly and I'm gonna write a fucking thing oh for fuck I'm gonna have to sit down this person and be like I didn't write the play so I could kiss you please (laughs) don't think that's what I did but also I can't actually say that because then it'll really look like that's what I was doing I don't know if you were thinking this but I didn't want to kiss you like the worst (laughs) thing you could say but it's that like over you're just like overcompensating there's like the the chances of anyone actually thinking that are so slim but you're like I'm really just gonna cover it that's so funny you say that because to this day I'm like obviously I would think that (laughs) I'd be like surely there's a chance that's why but then you're not allowed to say that because then you sound homophobic. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to have to get ahead of this because you're never going to say it, but you will say to your little friends. <laughs> I know you will. It's the thing, you know, when you hear these stories about people coming out in school and pe- and all the girls being like, well, do you fancy me? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. no, you fucking homophobic. Right? You 
dick in your gym shorts. Of course I don't fucking fancy you. Do you know what though? I feel like that was such a trope at the time before I was coming out that it's like, oh my God, so annoying when people do that. Like, do you fancy me? And I was like, nobody's mm. asking me that. And is that because we've moved past it as a culture? Or is it because nobody wants to know if I fancy them? <laughs> It's so actually kind of hurtful. <laughs> okay. This is, so you were outside the vision gym shop. Yeah. On what, what was it? White Lane. Go visit it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. That's a landmark. I'm sure it wasn't a fish and chip shop. I think I've I've northernized my own story. I think Brilliant. it's probably a kebab place or something. But it was right. very much that end of the night energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you're there and the, the, the voice comes in. You're like, geez, fuck. <sighs> and then, then what happens next? So what happens next is that I come out to a few people. Me okay. and um, this person carry on talking loads. And then right. eventually I pluck up the courage to be like... So look, obviously this is a vibe, right? Okay, because otherwise I've gone completely insane. Yeah. Um, and she was like, no. <laughs> was it? Was she? Was she gay? Yeah. Um, she. Was she yeah. Bye and bye. out already. Right. Okay. So I was like, why do you talk to me all the time? What's yeah. happening? Why are we obviously in love with each other? Yeah. Um, and it was just, yeah. I think. The, for the for the long term story, it actually did work out, and we went out for a few years and are now very good friends. So it's all fine. But yeah. at that time, it was like that must have been hell. It was awful. Yeah, because I was like, I'm so sure it wasn't even the rejection of it, which was hurtful, obviously. Mm. But I think it was like I'm so sure in my heart that this is true. Mm. I'm so confused. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you're like, what kind of level of arrogance or delusion have I come to that I'm so sure that this is the case mm. and it isn't? Mm. I've just been explicitly told that it isn't and yet I don't believe you. It's like this this, this can't be happening. Like this narrative that's being created and seems incredibly obvious and you saying this just seems like you're living in an entirely different world and you're like, then you start yeah. to question your fucking sanity. And exactly. Like, Surely not. Like, take me back. Sure. Take all of this back. Yeah. This is so embarrassing. Jesus, but that must have been so, with everything that came with it in the moment of understanding, mm. like who you are and your own sexuality, to then have that thing. And my God, that's brave. Like that is to, to say to anyone, <laughs> it, we we fancy each other, don't? Because I've done it. I did it once when I was with <laughs> I was with a guy, and I was like, "Are we are we gonna kiss?" <laughs> and he went. No. Oh, no. And I was like, yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> is that worse or but that's surely better than if you just leaned in and got the, the old the old dodge, which is of course the which worst is, thing that can happen to anyone. <laughs> which is categorically the worst the, the worst thing. Is it easier to play you can't play off a dodge. You can't be like prank. I was just seeing what you would do. <laughs> well, <all that. laughs> uh, actually I was just I was just gonna get something from over your shoulder, so don't worry about it. Psych. Whereas you can be like, we're gonna kiss. No, oh good, good. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's exactly the good answer because you were looking at me really. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, like, I just needed clarity here because clearly, like, yeah, I just I, wanted to make sure you were okay. Fucking <laughs> hell! Like it's just I can see it from the perspective of when I've been in a situation with a with a with a man when mm. I've been like, surely we fancy each other and it's come across not. But the added level of all of that, mm. I can't begin. The turmoil that you must have been facing must have been fucking huge. It was quite mad. Yeah. And I think what was unfortunate about it is that I hadn't been in love before. Yeah. Like, at all, obviously, mm. because I was busy being repressed, um, mm. which is a really, it's quite a full-time job, that, if you keep it up well. Oh. And I was brilliant at fucking it. Fucking exhausting. Oh, you become a pro. You become an absolute pro. I'm so good at it. So good. I, Especially when you're convincing yourself. I made myself a two-dimensional character. Sick. I was underwritten as a person. 
up until that moment. You were just a lazy writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoever was playing me at that time had done no character research. I was giving it, I was giving it last minute self-tape up until the age of 20. <laughs> lines that were written on the wall where you're going like, oh, that will be a fiver or whatever yeah, exactly. the fucking line is. You're like, I'm not going to fucking get this anyway. <laughs> That was that was my teen years. It's like, <laughs> like if you if you dig under the surface of this character development, it doesn't super make sense. But They're no right, one is. But like, I completely relate to that and understand it. I mean, from a different capacity of just being like of like this sort of half life of being, you know, just sort of just pretending to be something entirely different. Mm. So yes. you hadn't been in love before. So I hadn't been in love before, and I feel like there's a window where it's acceptable. Mm. When you first fall in love, most people do that when they're in their teens, mm. right? Um, or have some kind of first huge crush or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everybody behaves like an absolute psychopath when that happens. It's mental, yeah. But you're allowed to when you're a teenager because everybody's <laughs> brains aren't finished. I did it like last year. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, this is, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry about that. But oh, also I'm really glad that, that it's happening later because yeah. I really felt like I... I got all of the kind of like horrible hormones, Mm. all of the thoughts, all of the newness and all of the inability to behave like a dignified adult. Mm -mm. But everybody else was like, we did this ages ago. Yeah. This is unacceptable. Why are you acting like a baby? Did you find um, when you in like sort of your adolescence and people around you were doing that and you weren't, Mm. did you question like, was that a thought of being like, why is this not happening for me? Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but I think I felt more like, um, oh, I don't know what to put on my wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very like, I was a teenager in very heat torso of the week era. Oh. Yeah. That's our time. Yeah, that's really it. And I would look at these (laughs) magazine pages and be like... (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I would be like, okay, (laughs) that's nice. That I can see that that's objectively... Yeah, aesthetically. It's very pleasing. Well done. But I don't feel what the person next to me... And I actually think... Mm. I didn't feel like that about anybody. I don't think I had the kind of big Mm. hormone-y, like a horny teen time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if it's repression or just because that just wasn't my vibe. But I really remember people look like, you know of all kind of looking at all genders of people and being like frothing at the mouth. I kiss this every night before I go to sleep. It's on my wall. I need Zac Efron to be staring at me. Otherwise I can't sleep. (laughs) Like all of this madness. And I was like, "Eh?" it's a bit like when you go to a concert and I've never been like a screamy person. Mm. So I can't go somewhere and be like (laughs) screaming my head off. I also, (laughs) I said concert and I regret it so much. I'm really like showing... (laughs) how deeply uncool I am I'm going to be thinking about the fact that I said the word concert could you bleep it out like I said a really bad word (laughs) (laughs) oh good what was it (laughs) don't worry if you want to feel better the the only concert (laughs) I went to until I was 25 was um the Jonas Brothers (laughs) incredible incredible you're not alone there I have many a friend who had a big Jonas Mm. Brothers phase fucking vibe um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm tempted to out the friend that is well into the was well into the Jonas Brothers, but I'm going to leave it. Um, but but um, yeah, so I but I was never able to like lose it to the point where I was like screaming and jumping about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, what's wrong with me? I feel like my ins- everybody else is like 
a kind of wonderful paper doll floating mm. in the breeze and I'm a little lead man. <laughs> like, I can't, this isn't happening. Yeah. I feel just like very grounded, very like, yeah. I think a bit, a bit um sort of middle-aged, age yeah, yeah, 14. Yeah. But I was really like, oh, come on. <laughs> what do you mean? Why are we screaming? She's a bit excessive. Oh, it's, oh, it's, and I don't really like loud, sudden noises anyway. Yeah, yeah. God, I'm coming off cool. Oh, I no, am no. single, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> form an orderly cue. Um, Guys, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so I think yeah. I just didn't have that, like... There's no headiness. And, like, we all, when you kind of, when people discuss teenagers, or when I remember when I was a teenager, mm. people were, like, sort of making all these assumptions or going, like, oh, my God, are you, like, crazy over this person? I probably was. Fucking hell, Robert Pattinson, mate. Like, that informed my entire sexuality. Him and Eddie Redmayne in Pillars of the Earth. <laughs> Okay, okay. Way back. Eddie Redmayne and Tess the Durbervilles with the generosity. Oh, I'm surprised I didn't see that because I was a big period drama oh, vibe, yeah. um, which you'll be shocked to hear given all of the description of me as a teen so far. <laughs> shocked to hear the, everything about yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, you'll be amazed to hear that I absolutely loved an Austin um, and do to this day. Yeah, but Miss Tess the Durbervilles. Oh, so good. Yeah. No, Eddie Redmayne was sort of so, um, <laughs> he was so like, Victorian, yeah, <laughs> sort of deeply like foppy and unthreatening. Yeah, yeah really. Which is oh, it was amazing. To a team. Yeah, and he had a, like an accordion. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> accordion. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Great. Um, but like, I remember the, everyone sort of lost their minds over these different people, mm. and um, when you couldn't connect to it mm -hmm. i genuinely was like, "What's wrong with What's wrong with me?" Yeah, I was like, "I feel like an alien." Yeah, and also like. Um, it's so funny and such a product of culture at the time that mm. I was like, there's probably something wrong with me. Yeah. There's probably like, I just don't have the chip that makes you fall for people in that way. And mm. like, mm. you know, that's fine, mm. I guess. No, I wasn't because I was like, no, I desperately want all of that. Mm -hmm. But I, I, it's just not... It just hasn't happened. And it's so strange that it didn't occur to me that it was like, yeah. hey, maybe see if you fancy any women. <laughs> like, it did not. I was like, that's not going anywhere. I would rather believe that, um, because it wasn't even like maybe I'm an ace, like maybe mm, I'm asexual mm. or anything. It was like, maybe I just can't engage at all with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And that's almost an easier pill to swallow mm. at that point. Yeah. Um, did you go to co-ed school or girls? Girls. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh I that that's rough. Mm. That's a rough that's a rough thing but to do. But could have been great. Could have been great. But certainly wasn't. No. <laughs> no. no, no, no. And so many people from my year are now it's honestly the really? stats of how many people are queer from my year <gasps> is wild. Really? It really is. And listen, I love gay people. I yeah. am one. It's yeah. fantastic. But I am like, were they poisoning us? Were they putting <laughs> something in the fucking like, was something in the lunch? This feels statistically wrong. I'm like, I hope that the Daily Mail never get never yeah. get hold of those stats because they're going to be like... This is going to be like Erin Brockovich. <laughs> like, something's going wrong here, guys. What was in the water? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's a coincidence, is yeah. it? Yeah. Also, turns out, everybody's gayer than we think. Manchester around 2009. Fuck <laughs> yeah, Yeah, what was happening? Gee, what was but, going on? But what's really bleak about it is that only sort of one or two of those people mm. were out at the time. And But you had people out in the year because that's that's really interesting yeah yeah mm. um because like i i went to an all-girls boarding school mm -hmm. um as far as i know i don't know actually i don't i 
um, I know there are a few of, of you gals who listen to this, but um, no one's out. Mm. Like, and I don't know if that because it was a very repressed place. Yeah. And it was very much like, you do this and this is how your life will go. Mm. And anyone who kind of broke, I mean, I'm probably the biggest wild card out there and I'm like... <laughs> It's like got chocolate chips in my vanilla. Like it's it's not wild. I, I think that's like a very very chic thing to be. Is the wild card of your year at school? Fucking hell, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, obviously, I can't scream at a concert. I love period dramas. Could never. <laughs> I'm the opposite of the wild card. I was the card that you most expected. I'm like two of spades. Like oh, I'm sure, but like I knew you'd be here. Sure, You're doing right. nothing for me. Ten of clubs. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> sort of an all right card. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, aver- the most average card imaginable. If you're playing shithead, then oh, all right. Yeah. But, like, most of the time you're like... Mm. Um, but like being the wild card in my year was actually was probably not that difficult. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm probably wild card because I'm like left wing. What? Whoa, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Call the police, guys. <laughs> Mental, you mom. really had to do the least and, and you, you yeah. went for it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've got asthma at the moment. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, what was your school like? I mean... A bit of a mixed bag, I think. I mean, well, obviously it was 2009 average, whatever. I mean, dreadful, of course, in every way. Um, But there were a few people that were out. I mean, the the example of of queerness that I had in pop culture at the time was like Skins. Um, And big. Huge, yeah. huge. And I avoided it like the plague yeah. because I think I watched some of the first series because you couldn't be on the planet without watching the first series of Skins when it was out. It yeah. just wasn't possible. You got to stay up late on a Thursday night to some, watch it. Really? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I feel like even if you tried not to watch it, someone would have climbed into your bedroom window, held your <laughs> eyes open and gone, look at Sid, you know? Like there's no there's no way you could have missed it. Um, I still love the fact that Daniel Kelly played a role called Posh Kenneth. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck is that about? So good. They've done, they've done all right. Though, like, they girls. really have. And it was a great show, but it was not super helpful for me. No. Because the, the, the I think there were some like lesbian characters in the um, second season. Actually, Harry, Harry, friend of the podcast, Harry mm-hmm. Gibaldwin, friend of both of us, fucking great chap if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about how we both 
auditioned for Skins oh, and yeah. got recalled. And my recall was for um, the girl who is gay mm. and everyone is like oh gross yeah. and then she gets with one the the twins yes yes that. yeah, yeah i do yeah. remember that and i never really saw it but i remember it being talked about a lot and the vibe of that is like in order in my kind of unfinished brain mm. was like so in order to be gay you have to be very angsty and have a lot of other problems yeah 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 like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gotta be like someone's tearing your heart out yeah and then it's going to be like very edgy and cool and involve a lot of drugs. Mm. And that was not a place that I was ready to get to. Um, And I was like, well, that's not me. I'm no screaming at a concert, period drama girl. So Mm. Mm. that's not gay. That should be the title of your memoir, by the way. (laughs) No screaming. (laughs) I'm the girl that says concerts. So I don't think (laughs) I can be gay. Um, And that seems like a really, really scary, sad thing to be because I've never known any happy queer people yeah at yeah. that point in my life and the ones that I did know a bit at school who are all wonderful people mm. didn't they weren't like loving life obviously mm, because mm. who is when you're 15 um yeah so, there, were, there was no example out there of like a just normal functioning couple or totally. like normal functioning person there had to be something wrong with them yeah which I guess be. is drama but I feel yeah. like there's no the concept of queer joy did not enter my life until I met this person mm. full circle in 2014. And I am now, spoiler alert, end of the story, like they're one of my best friends mm, mm. and I love them very dearly. And mm. I will always be grateful to them because they showed me how mm. like queerness can be joyful of its own accord and it can make like the, like, uh, it can bring you closer to other people mm. and make you radiate joy and have this. It can be like yeah. an ama- kind of superpower, magical, wonderful thing. Yeah. And that's not to eliminate, obviously, how difficult it is for so many people all of the time. Mm. But I do think there is an inherent, like, magic and joy in it. And I'm so <gasps> grateful that they showed me that and yeah. continue to all the time. <clears throat> I think it's such a wonderful thing to discuss because um, what we like to do when we talk about these moments and like whatever they are is how... Uh, even though at the time you're, you know, it's ripping you apart in whatever capacity, mm. in whatever way, you know, that's manifesting. But the ultimately, so often these really strange, awful, terrible moments just lead to something so much greater and bigger than you. And yeah. it's like this wonderful, just surrender to going, it's, it's just going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm. And um, while it fucking sucks, it's such a comfort to go like, yeah, it's shit right now. Trust me, you'll be so happy this happened at some point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, being able to take a relationship forward from that. Mm. And I don't know, I just like, it's like that part of yourself that you, I don't want to say shutting down, but mm. like just like keeping so, that just wasn't allowed to come out. Yeah. And then the release of it, mm. it's like, I don't know, it, it, it's, I've had it in different ways, but when you suddenly feel like you've stepped into your body and become a real life person. Yeah, that is really what it felt like. And also, I think I had a very weird thing, which is very, very lucky um, and a product of the people who were around me at the time. Mm. But I lost all the shame so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Like it was like I'd lived in it and the fear and the shame and the guilt and whatever Mm. and feeling like a failure was suddenly and even before Mm, even mm. amidst the original rejection and before that was resolved I really feel like there was this feeling of 
oh, great. Mm. This is fine now. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is something that is great to be, is absolutely fine to be. Like, I am so excited about who this is going to help me become. Like, it was so lovely. And and obviously I was nervous to tell people and I cried and cried telling my parents who were wonderful. Yeah. Um, But, and there was lots of difficulty in it. But I think the the angst was all coming from the unrequited love and yeah. what that did to my brain and how that caused like a horrible kind of yeah. ball of, of anxiety and being a nightmare for other people. Oh, no, but and that just like overweighs everything. It, that outweighed it. But yeah. I think when that was lifted... And also even at the time, it's like, this is not coming from the gayness. And mm. I was really clear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, like that was already starting to flourish and grow into something nice. Um, mm. Yeah, there's, um, I love the, the sort of way of explaining, just being like <clears throat> really excited about what's coming, mm. at what's coming next. Yeah. Because when you suddenly realise this thing about yourself or you um, find a new part of yourself, you're like, oh my God, this is exciting. Yeah. The fuck is going to happen? It's so true. Whereas like before you were just kind of going, oh, and I did it for so long, just kind of like fumbling through shit and being scared of everything and just like worrying and going, well, this is obviously going to fail because everything mm. else has failed before. And then suddenly you're like, oh, wait, hang on a second. Yeah. This is awesome. And then you just get to be excited about what's coming next rather than just like ultimately fearing what your unexamined life is going to present to you. Totally. It opens so many more doors than it closes, yeah. for me anyway. Yeah. Um, which isn't to say that it hasn't closed a number of doors and that it's not yet completely easy and unaffected to be mm. a queer person. I know, and not at all. Especially not with the job that we have, but I feel like but I'm, I'm so happy to be who I am mm. that it outweighs it. And then after, after this, you then went to Lambda... I did, yes, yes. London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the international listeners. Yeah. Um, it's a very good drama school. And uh, and that was like, was that something that you'd planned to do yeah. um, after this? Okay. Sort of really arrogantly as a teen, I was like, I'm going to go to uni and then I'm going to go to drama school. And both of those things will happen and be fine. I fucking <laughs> love that. Is so mad. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get into Lambda the first year I applied. So I had a very, I had all angsty coming out, mm. heartbreak. Mm. All my, I mean, and and I did lose friends at that time as well because it was because it was like, who's this horrible teen lady who's only obsessed with that big crotch? <laughs> like, what is happening? Um, it is, it's suddenly happening for you, whereas it's happened for people before, and they're like, what? They're like, stop it. Also, you genuinely at like twenty twenty three, you're like, mm. I got this. Yeah. Like, I, I I know what's up. This is I have lived, yeah. and so people kind of think that they have the grip. Oh my! I said to I saw my godfather last night, and he was like, it's so brilliant that there are more roles for older women now. And I was like, mm. yeah, the idea of watching me on stage at 23 i'd want to fucking shoot her what a nightmare absolute nuisance of a human i have no especially, interest especially for someone who's been through drama school i feel like oh. they're the people you want to hear from the very the least very least i have abs- i'm sorry guys it, 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 your time will go on, but i have zero fucking interest right now i really really do because i know what's up also the most arrogant people in the world sorry i was one of you so it's fine but mm-hmm. first year drama students are the most arrogant fucking people in the world because you got in well done and now you've got the time ahead of you before all the shit is. i feel like if you look someone dead in the eyes just after they've got into drama school that's the peak of their arrogance right <laughs> but then you look them dead in the eyes at the end of their first year and it's all you're seeing is cult <laughs> it's just 
Colt glint. <laughs> yeah. And and a slightly broken air. You know? Please save me. <laughs> but never save me. I love it here. <laughs> They're listening. <laughs> I will do a spine roll every day for the rest of my life. And it will keep me on the ground. <laughs> um, but then, like, so many fucking fantastic things have happened yes yes it's been lovely <laughs> my know, life it's been it's been all right it's been all right some uh, lovely stuff's gone down wonderful and it's always in um as i'm sure many of you listening know the fantastic series normal people mm-hmm. which yes. i only went after i met you i was like oh fuck you now <laughs> <laughs> but i'm such a dick because i never remember no i don't i'm i honestly could I? I mm. had this thing actually when I was at drama school. Where mm. this is how bad my facial recognition is. We were all sat in like the graveyard next to Lambda because that's the only Lovely. place you can hang out um, in the outdoors. Sick. Which I that's mean, so metal. Oh, it, you can. <laughs> it tells you everything you need to know about. Like, yeah, yeah, you can go out. Yeah. yeah, you can be in the sun. You don't have to be in this class lying on the floor thinking about your vertebrae for like five minutes. Mm. But you will be over the dead. <laughs> You will be sitting on graves. Make your choice. Think about that. (laughs) Really think about that. Just slowly breaking you down in every possible way. Um, So we were all sat around and I was like writing an email or something. And I was, um, it was something quite stressful had happened, obviously, because it was drama school. Somebody had been, one of the teachers had been screaming at abuse at us. And I was writing an email being like, I don't think this is school, guys. Yeah, yeah. To be, of course, ignored. I mean, Um, well done, because I never did that. Yes, no, it didn't, it didn't get me anywhere, Mm. unfortunately. Um, And I was warned that, uh, you know, if if you want to take this any further, you should really think about what impact that might have on you. That's, 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 that is so... 2015-ish. Isn't it deeply unsurprising? Deeply unsurprising. Horrendous. Anyway, so I'm in the middle of writing this email. I'm very stressed. I Mm. think it gets worse when I'm stressed. (laughs) And I was like, um, oh, why is some, why is like Shelby brought this random guy with her at this time? I'm really trying to write. And out of the, I was like, kept looking at him being like, like no one's even introduced him like what's going on it was a man who was in my year I was in the second year of my drama school he was in my year he was a friend of mine (laughs) like (laughs) I (laughs) I'd seen him every day for a year and a half and hung out with him socially and for some reason my brain was like that is just a generic fellow um and uh, you were saying your family have been really supportive surrounding your oh your everything. Yeah. I'm I very annoyingly smugly mm. nailed the lottery on that one. They mm. are mm. the best. It's so like isn't that just great? It is. It is great. I was listening to your um, Helen Bauer podcast earlier, and I was like, oh, I if I if I meet her, I'm going to have to lie. I'm going to have to lie about my mom. Because she, unfortunately, is so good. Yeah, is is quite great. <laughs> outright said, if anyone says their mom is their best friend, they're lying. Yeah, and I actually think that's really legitimate because that's such an oversimplification of what is inherently a very complex relationship. Obviously, but alas, can't have a word said against Sean. No, 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 Sean. Oh, fuck, she sounds brilliant. Yeah, she is brilliant. So, no, we had Brennan, Brennan Reese on. Um, what was it like a couple of weeks ago? He just talked about how brilliant his mum is as well. <laughs> so, so really, yeah. Helen's choice backfired. Yeah, yeah. She's she's lying. She's the one lying. <laughs> she's having everyone come in now, being like, "Turns out, mums are great." Turns out, actually, <laughs> um, if you if you came out of that area, you're yeah. pretty connected. <laughs> 
I think it's such a um, it's, it's quite a hateful quality I think um, for me but I it's my truth and I must stand with it we don't get to do it all that often but just discussing like positivity and the ease and how wonderful it is to be able to accept that that part of yourself and be like it's actually just so fucking great yeah um because like even even now well, I mean of course I say even now of course mm. it's blindingly obvious but like there are so many people struggling and wanting to keep that part themselves yeah and, um, and also needing to yeah I do think yeah. sometimes there's like a you know you can only be happy once you fully accept yourself and you mm. must come out and if you're radical doing acceptance it, totally it's like and I think you know it's more important that you're safe, obviously. If yeah. you're in a position where you're not safe or comfortable to do that mm. and you're not ready now, all I can hope for you is that mm. that time comes and you're able to surround yourself with different people if that's something you can do. Yeah. And like, if not having an internal world of accept self-acceptance and queerness mm. in any way that you can have is like also completely valid. Yeah. I think it's um often like, as as teenagers, as you know, uh, uh, early late adolescents or early twenties, you, I know that before I went to drama school, I believed that like this was this was everyone, this was what it was like, these mm. were the people, and then suddenly you're put into an environment where you meet all these different people who accept the different parts of you that you were really really repressing, mm. and you're like, oh fuck. So I think it is so wonderful to always find that that just like things change and situations change and mm. emotions change and you won't or it won't always be like this yeah and um and if you're not ready or you're not safe there's mm. no shame there's no shame you're not a bad person for like not being able to do it yeah, right yeah totally and I also mm. am really conscious of like I think it's so important to bring queer joy into the world and mm. like pass it on and whatever but I'm also like that's such a privilege that I'm able to feel that that I've yeah. got like friends and family that have allowed that to happen um and so I also think there's like sometimes a, a toxic positivity element about it mm -hmm. and I also really feel like I need to have the caveat of saying I don't always constantly feel amazing and like nobody <laughs> does and if you're there like I don't feel queer joy today today I feel like general sexless misery so do I sometimes like that's absolutely fine too it's like, it's like opening your front door and there's like the sun exactly people waving flags yeah there's, a, there's you know no, there are days of, that are fucking shit definitely there and that's so shit. allowed and you're not like a bad gay for yeah. feeling not amazing and tap dance and on yeah. the hsbc pride parade flow every yeah, yeah. day because <laughs> <laughs> you are if you're gay you do have to learn the tap dance of course yeah that's in the rule book which is so time consuming <laughs> it's one of those things that holds us back against straight people because you guys don't have to do that no 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 yeah. no. we have to maybe do the tango like at some point yeah like, oh that's so sexy i'm gutted we got tap dance but i'd love up. to be able to do either i found much more freedom after um I had I had my big breakdown mm -hmm. like genuinely I like then found this um I don't know just a, a acceptance and uh freedom within this because I'd always just thought it was this one thing yeah I drew a picture the other day because I was like trying to explain it of like I thought sex was this mm -hmm. it turns out it's this yeah and it's and it was amazing and suddenly like stepping into that was so great that's and like, so interesting yeah and really exciting yeah but it was like it only happened um after and I don't I like radical acceptance is tricky I think if I radically accepted myself I might implode but like mm -hmm. um it's, it, it's very stressful to have to be radical all the time yeah I can't, isn't it? It's, it's so rad <laughs> 
lots of people in their lives are never really asked to be radical. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I, and I feel like if you fall into certain categories in the yeah. world, suddenly you just have to you be radical. You have to be fucking radical. I'm not, I'm not radical. I mean, I'm sorry, I concerts. don't scream at concerts. <laughs> <laughs> I like hearing the trumpets. And I feel like every time somebody says radical, even though it's always in really like important, heavy yeah. context, yeah, that, yeah, it's, yeah. that it'll be about like feminism or recovery yeah, or you know yeah. but in my head it's always like a dog in sunglasses <laughs> maybe on a skateboard yes yeah. <laughs> soon as someone says radical it's yeah. like radical radical <laughs> and i'm really intimidated by that dog i could never have that level of yeah, chill he's on a surfboard and you can't tell if he oh, hates it or loves it oh no and he's standing on it like, and oh no it's too stressful it's too stressful it's too stressful I'm like that dog would bully me at school oh 100% yeah. that dog has two last names yeah. and is like and said did the thing going I love your skirt <laughs> <laughs> the dog dresses impeccably but has no sense of humour <laughs> And so there's no way of connecting. You can't even diffuse. That's where that's where my skin, my. I'm like, if I can make myself unthreatening yeah, through yeah, yeah, silly, just yeah. little jokes, yeah. absolutely fine. If oh, you're cool like, and scary, yeah. but if you're cool and scary and you have no sense of humour, I'm fucked. Yeah, fucked. There is no way out. I've got nowhere to go. There's no safety net. You can't make. You've just got to aim for like like the nearest exit awful, safely. Awful. Awful. I just have to sort of nod and make myself as small as possible. Back away. Yeah. <laughs> Get away from it. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> or the girls' school training kicks in and just become incredibly mean about somebody else. Oh, yeah, the best. Yeah. Oh, God. So good at that. I tell you, have you been to an... I can't remember who... I can't radically accept that part of myself, but it does exist. It does exist. It's in there. Yeah. Um, someone... <laughs> I, uh, someone... As I have, the, I have this thing at the moment, I don't... I don't know how weird this sounds and I probably... I don't know how people feel about it, but I don't eat any kind of meat of an animal that I don't feel like I could kill myself. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, how do you judge this? Is I know, it based I on... I don't know. Would you eat like... So, do, but does that lead you in the wrong direction because like you would eat a battery farm chicken because they're weak? Oh. <laughs> None of those fair, like yeah, free range, robust hens. Going nowhere. <laughs> you try and get yeah, no, I gotta get away from it. Um, it's actually um, kind of evil vegetarianism yeah, selectively. Evil. Yeah. I'm making, I'm plucking out the weed. If a pig's a little bit like yeah. looks slightly traumatized, you're oh, like sausage oh, time. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That is more like uh, actually, I don't. I don't it's, it's a really weird thing, but I just I don't really eat meat at the, at the moment okay. because that's the job. Because I don't feel like I can kill animals. Yeah. Um, but uh, someone said to me the other day, he he went. <laughs> it was quite a strange thing to say. He went, "I feel like you could take down a cow." And I was like, "What?" And he went, "Yeah, you could you could take down a cow." And I went, "Emotionally, <laughs> emotionally, I can manipulate the shit out of that cow." <laughs> <laughs> I could make that cow feel about of this big. Of course you could. Comes... Weren't you wearing that last time I saw you? Oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> oh my God, it's so nice. You always look good in that. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bang A devastated cow. Oh God, absolutely horrendous. Chase <laughs> up. Oh my God. It's so crazy how you can like not care about how you look. <laughs> I'm so fucking traumatized. Never do that. I'd love to wear that, but I just like, oh, I'm not brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, so we've discussed uh, uh, these things, and I, I think we've kind of led to this really wonderful place. We have kind of touched on it, but what are the sort of the things about you as a person that you really, really love and cherish? Oh, um, that question came out of left field, but it did. That was very yeah. good. Like, I think we've naturally led because <laughs> um, we're going to cut around it. <laughs> I think we've naturally led here. That's a conversation. Radical. I think it's that I'm so radical. <laughs> is the main thing. <laughs> just rad <laughs> no I feel like I I there are there are lots of things that I like about myself there are lots of things I super don't mm-hmm. um but I think I'm I, I, I like that I feel I'm aiming for the right things mm. like I, I think I try very hard to be kind yeah I try to lead with kindness mm-hmm. and then with fun if I don't know what to do about something I'm like what's the kind thing to do yes. and then if that feels irrelevant what's the most fun thing I could do yeah and yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. quite nice mm. And, um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's Kind nice. and fun, I think lovely ones. Yeah, I, I think like I'm that. a good time. Yeah. Good time. <laughs> I'm a good damn girl. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm nice and a laugh. Yeah. You know? I would say those, if uh, someone went, what, what's that? It's all that. I'd be like, she's, she's nice. She's a laugh. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's like, I'm very happy to be that. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Very good. Um, and, uh. This is yeah the next one. Oh yeah, so this next part we like to call thank you letters, mm-hmm. which is where we express gratitude for a person, a place, or a thing for which you would like to express gratitude. Say thank you to. I mean, I can't narrow it down because I genuinely feel so overwhelmingly lucky so much of the time to the point where it then turns into how could you ever deserve all of the things that you have you know um but if we just stop it before it gets there Mm. I mean I as I've said I've eulogized already about my amazing family Mm. um I think that's the biggest luck I've ever had which is saying something because Mm -hmm. you know what a lovely lovely barrel of nice things I've had Mm. um and I'm fighting against having to be like, also, I've been sad. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Also, it has been shit at times. It's all right. Yeah, sometimes I, sometimes I struggle. Yeah. Everyone drop your fucking pearls. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel, I feel lucky about everything. Mm. I, mm. I almost feel like, um, <laughs> I wanted to keep a gratitude journal recently because I was, um, quite. I do that. Yeah. Mm. And I was, I was like having a bit of a depression era and I was like, okay, I need to ground myself in things I'm grateful for but then mm. I started having this like convulsive thought whereas if where if I didn't record uh, all the things mm. then I wasn't grateful enough for them yeah 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 um, yeah, yeah and so I, I ended up not being able to take it so yeah. this I'm immediately finding stressful because I feel like I need to list everything or it will go away yeah 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 oh my god I, I do this I yeah. do exactly this it's a slightly like obsessive compulsive thing yeah of going um of going, if I don't say thank you for this thing, the universe won't think I'm grateful for it. And they'll be like, it's like a surplus. Well, they're like, yeah. well, you don't need it then. Yeah, totally. Take it away. And sometimes like, I go there going, thank you. Th- thank you. Mm. I'm really, I want you to acknowledge how grateful I am for this thing. Yeah. I, I appreciate that I'm really, really lucky. Thank you very much for this, 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 and this. And this. Uh, yeah. But we can, we can just do a blanket statement. A blanket statement of like, thank you, keep it coming. Yeah. And some of it, hold back. That's fine. <laughs> there's some of the stuff you're bringing through and i love your work generally universe but some of the stuff you're bringing through i think we could lose it stand by i've got notes (laughs) 
But great job. Oh, draft on was so... Yeah. That, well, that was really brave. Yeah. Well done, good effort. Yeah. I have I have some thoughts for season two, but yeah. we'll... Yeah. We'll discuss that in time. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you can discuss uh, or are you going to be super chic and be like, there's nothing I can well, talk about? Do you know what? I sent a super chic email asking if I can say what I'm filming at the moment and I can't. You can't. Which is actually incredibly chic and I'm nothing but smug about that it. That is the chicest of the chic. Um, but I am in what's not been out. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm able to say, and mm-hmm. if I'm not... We'll cut it, don't worry. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've said this already, um, but I'm in the third season of Slow Horses. <gasps> so I don't know when that's oh, out. it's so good. Yeah, but well, they dropped the trailer for it at the end of season two and I wasn't in it. <laughs> Um, but plot wise, I do have to still be there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fine. But I was like, I don't think they've left me out of the trailer because they need to hold me back to announce. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it's just that I wasn't in the best bits. Um, so I think I'm allowed to say. Not in the high profile spots. Yeah. Imagine if they're yeah. like, it's cool. Like <laughs> there's also so many cool people in it that it would be hilarious if they were like, but we want to separately do a deadline. <laughs> no, no, but I can see it. I 100% yeah. see that. I know that's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I just, one of my favorite things in the world, it's not my favorite thing at all, it's, it's devastating, <laughs> but when you go in for um, ADR, which is additional dialogue recording for everyone who doesn't know, yeah. and you don't know that you've sort of, <laughs> what's happened with your role, and you go in and they go like, all right, just do this <laughs> one bit, <laughs> and it's you going, okay, thanks. <laughs> and you're like, wait, wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, thanks, Emily. See you later. (laughs) Well, I've got ADR for this job for Slow Horses next week, so you know. I'll 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 message you if you need to cut me saying this because I'm no longer in it. (laughs) They've they've actually replaced me with a kind of AI version. All of Abba, just yeah. <laughs> oh my god, would watch that show. I would fucking watch that. Love that. Lovely little yeah. thing. Oh well, thank you so much for coming on and just thank being so me. open and beautiful and fantastic, and you're amazing. And I can't, I can't wait to see what you do next. Oh, you too. And also, so I'm rad. sorry because I feel like lots of people are going to be very frustrated listening to this because I think on multiple occasions you started saying something interesting and I got overexcited and went on a tangent that and we never went back. That is literally all right this entire podcast yeah. every single episode <laughs> so all sorry. it is is me going there is something and then just like going on a tangent about how the fact that my mum said something inappropriate when i was seven yeah. it's fantastic okay so don't worry we do, we do it for the for the fans I'd also really like to say that um, if if you haven't found me funny on this podcast, know that it's because I did my best gag riffing on stuff that we're not allowed to say. <laughs> BTS, we'll do it. We'll do it in the future. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much. If you or anyone you know is struggling or needs help with the issues discussed on Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends, please visit the podcast bio where you will find contact numbers with people readily available to give support. Please get in touch with your stories at either contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore laying underscore UK. To have your story or thank you letter read on the podcast, please put survivor story or thank you letter either at the top or in the subject line. We really want to hear from you. We don't care if it's a catastrophe story or a small win from your week, your favourite place, person or thing. We are here for all of it. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and I'll talk to you soon.